Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a phenomenal football Friday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is the BetQL Network, and it's you here with us, simulcast for the next couple hours by our friends at Stadium. And if you're watching us right now on Stadium, a tip of the proverbial cap to you. My good sir or my good lady. We got two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way to get you set to bet and win this weekend on the National Football League. Gets you set to bet and win bowl season in college football. Lots of good stuff on the way in the next two hours. Colin Wilson will join us in 20 minutes from the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Give us his early thoughts on the national playoff semifinals in college football and the rest of the bowl games as well in the great sport. Anthony DeBundo later this hour. Soccer bets for the weekend and thoughts on what's setting up to be a pretty thrilling title race in the English Premier League. So listen, you might not like watch a ton of soccer. Maybe you do. He's done the work so you don't have to. Soccer bets this weekend from our pal Anthony DeBundo coming up in 40 minutes. Our stadium teammate Brad Evans stops by next hour on the show. Prop bets for week 14 in the NFL. And uh, 100 minutes from now, we'll hear the glass. And it'll be your bookie's ass. The glass man, PJ Glasser, stops by all of his bets for football for the weekend. One hour from now, so if you're watching the show on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Uh, one hour from now, we will read your favorite bets for the weekend, so type those in the chat. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano, hashtag Coleman through the chats. We'll, we'll pick some of the best ones, so give us your favorite football bet for the weekend, complete with the reason why you like it. If you have questions about the games also, we will answer them for you. That is coming up one hour from now, so get those thoughts in, get those bets in, get those questions in, make the case for your favorite bet. 60 minutes from now, Ken and I will read them here 
here on the show. And in the final hour of the program, uh, the 6 to 7 o'clock hour Eastern time, all our bets for tonight and for Week 14 NFL Sunday. But for now, Ken, let's get into uh, the Patriots and Steelers, who played on Thursday Night Football, obviously. The Patriots winning a close game on the road in Pittsburgh. And let's spin it forward to their games coming up Week 15 in the NFL. And by the way, I don't know if you agree with this, but just saying Week 15 I didn't feel this way about like week 14 or week 13. Week 15 is like, wow. Like we really are like almost done here with the regular season. I didn't feel this way for week 14. Week 15 though kind of feels like a different story for me. I don't know if you feel the same way. I'll uh, I'll feel I'll feel the wow when it's like week 18. Then I'll be like, okay. "Oh wow. It's it's <laughs> over." That's 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 where I'm 14, 13. It's like happy go my green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a bleep. Like that's a, you know, like week 14, 13. Let's just keep checking them off, man. Let's just keep doing it. And it's not that the games aren't really fun. Uh, just it's a, it's, a, it's a long season. So, yeah, week 15, certainly uh, into the final quarter. And, you know, at least finally, honestly, finally have some idea how the teams are going to fit together. It took us a long time to get to get to this point where I think in the NFC, I think a lot of us feel very confident, at least about the ordering. And maybe you don't know the last couple teams to get in at the end, but you don't really need to know because they're probably not going to win anything. And in the AFC... Like, it's been a mess the whole time, but I think we do have at least a little more clarity on just, like, who's in and out, even if we don't know the exact seed. So, man, it took us took us 14 weeks to probably be able to be even able to say that. And then after this week, I feel like, especially in the AFC, we'll have, like, a much better idea of if teams have kind of taken themselves out of the picture. Like what happens if the Chiefs lose again? And they'll go into a game that we're going to talk about against the Patriots in a second where they will desperately need that game to kind of like right the ship. And not that they're in jeopardy of missing the playoffs necessarily, but in jeopardy of getting a pretty rough seed, like could definitely be the four and, uh, and we'll see what happens there. It, it took 14 weeks to learn the teams and find out it's going to the playoffs. All right, what's the, the week 15 is on the way here. Uh, coming up next week, let's talk about it here. We'll spin it forward to the Patriots and Steelers. Jake, bring the music up, please. And Ken, let's start. Actually, I guess let's start on Saturday with the Colts and the Steelers. We'll go in chronological order. And uh, for the Patriots-Chiefs game, that was supposed to be the Monday night game next week. And the NFL, to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin, said, eh, eh and move the Eagles and Seahawks to Monday night instead next Monday night. But first, we'll be the Colts and Steelers. This is a Saturday game next week. A super high leverage, obviously, at the bottom of the AFC wildcard race. Now, Indy plays in Cincinnati this Sunday, currently a dog in that game. They had been favored most of the week. Cincinnati now a two-point home favorite with how well Jake Browning played on Monday night. So, Cincy, a two-point home favorite against the Colts on Sunday. Indy will host this game next week. Steelers riding a losing streak. Vibes are hashtag low right now in Pittsburgh for the Steelers, Ken. Thoughts here on the Colts and the Steelers next week. Projected point spreads. What do you think you might want to do in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think the question in this game, uh, obviously some of it will depend on how Indianapolis plays on Sunday. Like if they get trucked by Cincinnati in the game, I guess it could be a different market. Uh, Feels to me like after what we just saw against the Patriots, like it's going to be Colts three a lot of the time, I think. And it would just be... uh, if the Colts played particularly poorly, I guess they could play really well, too. That just seems so much less likely with Gardner Minshew on the road. Uh, even if they beat the Bengals, I'll still say Colts three. If they play awful, then maybe it opens three and it gets bet to the Steelers side and it ends up in two and a half. But uh, I think that's kind of the type of market that we're thinking about here. 
And it's worth noting, um, the Steelers will have extra rest coming into the game. The Colts will play on a short week. They'll play Sunday, Saturday. The Steelers will play Thursday, Saturday. And that kind of stuff gets either priced in originally, or if it's not priced in, bet into the market pretty fast. Um, so that's what kind of leads me to believe, I think we're talking about like a, a three-ish kind of number and maybe some interest in Pittsburgh at open, just playing the rest advantage, provided that they don't have any additional injuries like that come out of the next couple of days. And if you're like watching the show right now, you're probably like, wow, that was really good breakdown of what we might see at open. Yes, it was. It's what we try and do here on You Better You Bets. Good job by Ken there with <laughs> yeah, what yes. we're going to see. Yes, so now uh, yeah. it, it, it was it was excellent. Uh, so let's have an opinion conversation. So that's what we're likely to see in the market. Hard to disagree, right? Um, okay, so opens three, maybe it's two, two and a half. Uh, what's your opinion then for the Colts? Obviously, like, let's see how the game goes on Sunday, but assuming like things remain static, like no big injuries, and let's say the Colts win or lose like a close game, which is the projection in the market right now, like a coin flippy type of game. Like, what do you think you'd want to do in this game with Indy and Pittsburgh? Um, well, I have something I'm hoping for in the game too, which we haven't talked about, but uh, I think for me, this will be like a classic two very average to like subpar kind of whatever teams in the late part of the season so how do i typically like to play those games or how do i generally think about them like home team by three and if it's different from that like play it in that direction so like three and a half bet the steelers two and a half bet the colts um with the idea that there's just no difference between so many of these teams in these late season games also it's very tough for a lot of these teams to win by margin in their games so maybe it's tease pittsburgh if it's two and a half i think i would be more likely to bet indy than tease pittsburgh in that situation but uh yeah just like play it back to three on whatever side it ends up kind of like settling in by the time i i can get to the market and then I do think we we maybe end up getting an opportunity. So the the Colts and the Bengals are going to play obviously this weekend. Steelers just played a game. Trubisky looks terrible. I mean, look, the game went over the total, but like he looked brutal. And uh, the Bengals and the Colts might play a weather game this weekend, which you would think would significantly impact scoring. Not even through any fault of the teams themselves, just like its scoring conditions are going to be really tough. Maybe we get a low total in this game as a result of how each game, each team played their last game. Like Steelers would be coming off a bad offensive performance. The uh, Colts would potentially be coming off a bad offensive performance just because of the weather. Uh, the look ahead totals are like 39 and a half and 40 way over way, oh, way, yeah. way over. Yeah. I mean, not even close, oh, yeah. honestly, for, for me, at least like the market can be that. I just, I disagree. And I'd like to bet over like Belichick is going to design these like, I, and they did a great job on the telecast pointing this out. Like it's him against Trubisky. Like this is one of the reasons why the total was so low last night. That part of it, like how's, how's he going to move the ball in the game? Like how are they going to do this? Designing a lot of defenses where a ton of players are moving right before the snap and then confusing him. Like they have the personnel to be able to, and the, and the coaching to be able to execute a really complex defensive game plan. Not sure the Colts are really going to show up and do the same thing in the game. Not really. I, I actually could see Trubisky playing very well next week and uh, and the game going over the total. Not that the Steelers would win. Just I think your output offensively for both teams would be really high. And maybe you get a good number in the market because our lasting impression of both teams will be like, eh, kind of like low scoring, whatever. Just make it like all the other games this year. 40. Like I, I would strongly disagree with that. 
I, I, I love that thought on the over. Obviously, like Steelers teaser legs, just like with two like mediocre-ish teams. I would say that I, I would personally, we'll see how the game goes on Sunday, I'd be more likely to lay it with Indianapolis. I, I think the Colts are kind of on to something here, especially if the pass rush is going to be as good as Baldy says it can be when he joined us on the show on Wednesday. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a phenomenal football Friday. We'll talk about the Patriots and Chiefs next Sunday in Foxborough in a second, but we do have this piece of news here, and like nothing is confirmed yet, but uh, John Morosi of MLB Network, who's been all over the Shohei Otani sweepstakes, like throughout throughout the entire the duration, but especially today, um, tweeted a few moments ago. Um, Otani is en route to Toronto. Uh, he has not signed anything yet, but that reading that report certainly makes it seem like Otani is going to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. Right. Not so guaranteed. Going to go to Toronto. Going to go to Toronto and be like, I'm I'm signing with the Dodgers. <laughs> right. so Hang out with Drake. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Taking a Raptors game. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. So yeah. you read that report. Obviously, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you want to make some. And if and when it happens, we'll have a conversation. Obviously, we'll bring Jake onto the show <laughs> and talk about you know the MLB futures market. Obviously, the Yankees made their move a couple days ago with Juan Soto coming to the Bronx, and now the Blue Jays. Would make their move acquire. I mean, what a coup that would be for Toronto to get Otani, and obviously it would be a pretty big blow to the LA Dodgers losing out on Shohei Otani. But uh, we'll do that if and when that happens, and we'll get to it. But Ken, give us your thoughts here, and we have to see how the Chiefs play on Sunday. It's basically a pick 'em now for Kansas City at home against the Bills. Bills coming off their bye. No Pacheco in this game. Maybe Pacheco goes on IR. I said last hour on the show, I feel like the Patriots will, will draw some interest in this game. Obviously, it's price-dependent, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, I guess my question would be, like, what is this going to open 10, a little less, a little more? Like, what do, what do you think we see next week in your opinion for Kansas City and New England? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, and it's worth noting that the same uh, pro-Steelers argument of, like, well, they have extra rest going into a Saturday game. Again, like, think of how each team comes off their game from a fatigue standpoint. Again, late in the season, especially, I feel like these angles or these uh, these aspects of the game get bet a little bit more. These teams are just gassed in some situations. It's one of the reasons why the Niners were probably such a big favorite against the Eagles last week. And in this game, it's, like, Patriots play Thursday. They play a home game the following Sunday. The, the Chiefs have to play the Bills on Sunday and then travel the next week. I mean, it's that's advantage Patriots in terms of just how the market would get bet at open. So I think you're you're definitely onto something or you're in the neighborhood. You know, I, I don't know exactly what this is going to open. I could guess like, you know, I think something around 10 probably would be my guess. And maybe it's nine and a half, maybe it's 10 and a half, whatever. Uh, if it opened like 10 and a half or 10, I would guess that people would immediately bet the Patriots. That would be my guess. Now, if the Chiefs win like 50 to nothing, which isn't going to happen, just to be perfectly honest, like there's almost no chance they win 50 to nothing. Would be a hell of an outcome. Would be a hell of an outcome. I I think there's a better chance the Bills win 50 to nothing probably than the Chiefs win 50 to nothing. But like, you know, if if they win and look very good, could it hold on 10, I guess? I I think they'll be interested in the Patriots for the same reason they'll be interested in the Steelers, uh, this extra rest late season angle. And in the the Patriots uh, case... They, they at least gave you a slightly better version of themselves than you'd seen recently, and I think that'll hold some weight um, with people that'll come into the market to bet early. So you get a team on a rest advantage coming off one of their better performances of the season. Um, you know, that that's definitely enough to maybe, maybe it opens less than 10 for that reason, but I think you're in the neighborhood from a number standpoint. Um, and and just just to like jump the gun on your next question, I don't know what the hell I would bet in the game. I mean, I really have no idea. I'd, I'd kind of want to see like, all right, how do the Chiefs look Sunday? Uh, how healthy do they escape the game? They'll have a number of key players not playing on Sunday. Uh, 
uh, one of the uh, Donovan Smith, one of their offensive linemen, Drew Tranquil, like the green dot defender who communicates with the sideline, who got concussed early last week, uh, got hit by the largest knee, uh, you know, in mankind's history by AJ Dillon. Uh, just, you know, like they're going to miss a lot of players. Any of those guys coming back that can move the market too. Um, yeah, I think we're talking about something like 10 and maybe let's just see how the chiefs play. Uh, also worth noting for the Patriots here. Um, I, I think that they'll get next week. I think they'll get back Pop Douglas and Devontae Parker. Um, Douglas has missed the last couple games. Parker was like a pretty like surprise and active last night when they came out 90 minutes before kickoff. My sense is that they'll get both of those guys back for next week's game. And and I'll give Ezekiel Elliott a lot of credit. I, among and a lot of other people, also kind of thought like Zeke was finished. That's last night, Zeke looked... I think he looked better last night than like Tony Pollard has looked in like any game this season for the Cowboys. And for a couple years, like I was one of the drivers of right. He he was he's really good. I was kind of driving like the Pollards better than Zeke bandwagon for like three years prior to this year. Zeke Zeke was better last night than like Pollard's basically been all season. Um let's see how this game goes here. If the Chiefs offense looks impotent again, Patriots money line. I mean, I would never bet that, but you're you're welcome. You're welcome to take a big price there. Certainly, you don't. Um, you don't want to get zapped. It's a huge. I mean, it's a they they play the Chargers, who are impotent offensively, and they play the Steelers. Like, I mean, like, do anything about those games tell you about when they play Mahomes? What's going to happen? I mean, it's just like such an incredible step up in class. Um, so yeah, maybe that's the case. Also, also worth noting, and I just thought of this right now. Good game last night for Juju Smith Schuster against one of his former teams. This oh, is the continuation of the like Juju this. Revenge Tour. It's a two-week oh, wow. Juju Revenge Tour. Yeah. That, you love it. Love it. A little bit of Juju <laughs> Revenge. Whatever. 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 All right. On the other side, let's get you some picks. Early picks for college football bowl season. Early thoughts on the college football playoff semifinals. Our good friend Colin Wilson stops by on the other side from the Big Bets on Campus podcast talking college football. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 